this room than anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras, I'm out the f*** Charlemagne the God. I'm a lovable asshole. And this is the Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. That's right. Salute to everybody out there who got six to eight hours of sleep last night. Okay? Dropping the clues bombs for you. You deserve it. All right? I function better when I get sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you, the plan. I know, but I'm talking about a certain amount of sleep. Like, I'm too old to be just getting four or five hours of sleep. Those days are long gone. Long gone. It's hard to do when you wake up at 4 a.m., though. Why? I will say it's hard. Because then you have to go to bed at, like, 9 o'clock. What's wrong with that? It's hard. It ain't hard for me either. Oh. Once, once the kid's in bed, kid's be in bed by 8, 8, 30. Yeah, I'm you with know, 13 you. Yep. She's doing her own thing because it's summertime. We out. Yeah, kids go to sleep and put them to sleep about Man. 8, 8 Matter of fact, I don't even got to put them to sleep anymore. They know what it is. They come <laughs> They go to sleep, kiss me goodnight, and then Man. we Man. all knock out. Me and the wife got excited last night. Like, yo, we look like we about to be in bed by 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yes! Whew. Well. Yeah. That that was it. And then, you know, for me, there's no sports on. I, I didn't watch the Olympics. Any, do y'all watch the Olympics? Nope. I, no. haven't, I haven't seen anything at all. Mm-mm. I don't feel like I've been able to go to bed before, like, 11 o'clock. Uh, you just up Never. doing nothing then. No, actually, we have a juice bar. We have meetings. We the juice bars open at that time of night? It, opens, it closes at 9. Oh. And then they have to clean up afterward and do the count. So they don't really close till like 1030. Then I have new businesses. Then I had to do a clubhouse yesterday um, that started at 8 o'clock. Well, I know that's the you guys why. aren't on clubhouse. But it was with this uh, Own Your Peace. And uh, it's a, a organization out of Houston that's all about promoting uh, reproductive health for women. Well, you might need to get a team that can run those things for you. Well, I, how are they supposed to do the clubhouse for me? Well, not the clubhouse, oh. but, you know, everything else. We do know? have a team, but sometimes things happen. We have to get a new manager, then you have to train new people. It's just, I think when you have these brick-and-mortar businesses, a lot of unexpected things happen all the time. And so every day is something different, something new. This broke, that broke, well, this person left, this person has problems with this person. I know with all the things that we got going on. Sleep is very important because we still got to get up to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And you can't half-ass this. That's right. Thank goodness right? for coffee. <laughs> no, nah, I don't do coffee. No, nah, I don't do I'm a green tea type of guy. Coffee. Either. Green tea is great. Coffee has a lot of health benefits. I just don't like coffee. I don't like the way it tastes. I don't, you don't like the way it crazy. feels in your mouth. I don't like anything hot in my mouth. So you don't true, drink tea true, true, either? True. Or? I don't drink tea. You don't eat pizza? I can't even eat hot pizza. When I get when I, when I buy pizza, I got to put it in the fridge shut for like 30 up, seconds. I, I can only eat my pizza I really, really hot. By, I by, by, by this logic, you don't like anything. You don't like your food warm. You like cold food. I like it warm. I don't like it hot. Oh. I don't like, like, I don't applesauce. Like, I don't like anything hot. It's just, it is what it is. I just don't like anything super, nah, super hot. I don't think, yeah, I understand. I only like my food hot. If my fries are cold, can't eat them. Nah, I like it. I like them warm. I don't like if they burn the top of my yeah, you mouth. You don't want to get burned. You don't yes. want your tongue to have the strings on Absolutely. It. You don't want that. Nope. Nope, not at all. All right. Well, Who we get, got today? Who's let's here? Let's get the show cracking. Now, we have the head of Instagram joining us this morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Adam Mosori. Mosori. Yes. I just call him Adam. Adam, yeah. He runs Instagram. So we have a lot He's of the questions. the head of Instagram, yes. There's a lot going on with Instagram, with, with spam, with, with bots, with... Uh, the algorithms. Know, the algorithms, them taking your posts I mean, down. I mean, just social media not being a How mentally healthy place. How do you get verified? Place. People want that blue check. Yeah, and if you have some questions for him, let us know, too. So he's going to yeah, be joining us I don't know why we did the interview yesterday. 
But we, yeah, we sure did. So why would you be asking people to send you questions? But I, I'm, I'm always why do you rate your personality still like to lie to people? Yeah, I think we already posted the picture. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm just curious. You know, he already tweeted out. I'm just that he was always be. curious what people would ask somebody if we asked the same questions. If we, if we were in line, we should have asked the day before. We did. <laughs> you he did. And I, he and I did on Twitter. Oh. If you have questions for him. That was time. yesterday after the interview was over, though. No, no was it? That was before. He, had, was? he actually thought it was going to be live yesterday. Yeah, he thought it was going to be live yesterday. So oh, we asked people if they okay, had okay, questions, okay. whatever. Yeah. He's a good guy, though. I met him a couple years ago. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting. The things that we discussed ended up happening anyway because of COVID. Like, like just trying to figure out how to keep people more engaged on Instagram oh, engaged. and like with, with original type of content and then the D nices happened and the verses happened. Mm-hmm. So it just it just happened organically. But it should be a good conversation. All right. Well let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about the Tokyo Olympics and some shockers. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Mm-hmm. Where are we starting, Yee? Uh, well, let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. They are going to keep their name, but they are retiring their mascot. This came after the Cleveland Indians in Major League Baseball announced Friday they will become the Cleveland Guardians next year. Now they will be joining NFL's Washington football team, which was formerly the Washington Redskins and moving on in recent years from a name that evokes Native Americans. But the Kansas City Chiefs don't plan a name change. Neither do the Atlanta Braves. But they are going to retire their horse mascot named Warpaint. I wonder what would be a better way to, um, you know, uh, keep Native American representation alive since it's, since it's not on the teams. Like, you know, what, what, what would you put in society that would keep, keep them thriving, I guess? I don't know. Maybe it was also like the the logo too, mm. as mm-hmm. well. But listen, if they had an issue with it, nothing wrong with saying, "Okay, we don't want to offend any group of people." So. Yeah, but I still want to keep yeah. you. Still want to keep them, keep them out there, right? Mm-hmm. In a positive way and positive representation. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something they have to tell us. Like, what would be a positive thing? All right, now Naomi Osaka is out of the Tokyo Olympics after a shocking third round loss, and so. She's one of the most recognizable global names in sports right now. She was chosen for the last leg of the torch relay and one of the highlights of the opening ceremony representing Japan. She was one of the host country's biggest medal hopes at the postponed Olympics. And this was also her first tournament since withdrawing from the French Open to focus on mental health. Now, she did not take questions after her loss, but she did return to the press area to answer one. She said that the hot human conditions were not a factor in her defeat. So, unfortunately, uh, she is out right now. And she was playing for Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. Right. Who, who's playing for the U.S.? Um, I think the, those games are today. So, if you want to watch who's playing for the U.S. Serena Venus. That just means you don't know. We don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't, couldn't tell you the names. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought I mean, maybe somebody would like, know. He's name. like, if you want to know, watch it today. No, yeah. like I thought say, maybe Serena Venus was playing. I was just curious. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, listen, uh, I'll tell you when women's tennis is today. I know people love to watch that. Uh, that is going to be at, from 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. on the Olympic Channel. Men's and women's tennis, if you want to watch that. Now, Tokyo has also recorded record virus cases after the Olympics began. They had their highest number of new coronavirus infections today, actually. 
And so they have reported 2,848 new cases, exceeding the earlier record of 2,520 cases on January 7th. Now, the U.S. won't lift travel restrictions because of the spike in COVID Delta variant cases. Cases are up among the unvaccinated, and that increase appears likely to continue in the weeks ahead. So about 83 percent of new COVID cases in the U.S. this month are that Delta variant. And experts say that variant is behind the new wave of nationwide infections. I wonder how many people with the vaccine are catching it, though. Um, it's a smaller percentage, and it keeps on changing. But um, People keep saying that, but I know mm-hmm. mad people with the vaccine saying that they're getting it. They may not be getting sick, but they're still getting it. So if you're still getting it, you're still passing it around if you're out and about. Right, and the point is that if you are vaccinated, you won't get as sick, and hopefully, you won't have to get hospitalized. And even more tragically, so they say. They yeah, they keep die. they saying that dying. too, but people dying and people getting sick. But I know in a lot of cases, they said like over ninety percent of people who are hospitalized aren't vaccinated. Right, so you know we'll just have to keep watching this and, and see. But the U.S. currently does bar entry for most non-citizens who, within the last fourteen days, have been in the U.K. Uh, Ireland, China, India, South Africa, Iran, and Brazil. All right, so that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, call us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's you. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, um, I had a situation the other day. I ran out of gas. Uh, I was in the road for a long time, a minute. You know, I expect, you know, I didn't say a white guy to come out his way to help me out, but he did. Pushing out the road, saying, hey, I got a, a gas tank outside. I'm good. I can walk home. Say, no, nah, I got you. I'm going to help you out. Drove me to the gas station, bully back. And I was from gas, and I was out my way. That's dope, man. Well, I mean, all white, all white people aren't bad, sir. I mean, you know I me. Mean, mean? I'm not, I'm not saying that, but it, it gets, it's a little conflicting to me. And I mean, it's in a town where a whole bunch of black people and no one else. Well, all white people aren't bad. All black people aren't, you know, your pe- your people. All white people aren't your enemy. All black people aren't your friends. That's just the truth to the matter. I got you. All right, peace, man. I'll talk to y'all later. Well, shout to him, man. That shouldn't be be like a revelation, though. That's what you mean. That shows you how messed up America is that that's a revelation. That, you know, a white person can, you know, do something to assist a black person. Exactly. And you're like, damn, I didn't expect this. Yeah, no, it's all in experiences, what you expect. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, man? This is Ivan from MIA305. What's happening, everybody? Ivan, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man. Hey, uh, Charlamagne, what's up? Peace, King. Morning. What's happening, man? I appreciate y'all listening to y'all every single day. Charlamagne, I've actually gotten a chance to meet you a couple times at Barnes & Noble, Kendall, and Miami Day College. I was the guy that bought the... I was the only guy that bought your book, and you can actually... Thank your assistant and she signed it, man. So thank you so much for that. Came back from California. 
from seeing my child. So thank God I got a trial date on August 31st to hopefully see if I can get custody of my child and have him for good. Well, congratulations, brother. Good if, luck. If, if it's meant for you to have custody of your child, uh, I, I, I wish that for you, sir. Hey, man, so I'm just saying, hey, Charlamagne, tell everybody that you know, man, send me all the prayer warriors, guys. Give me all that positive healing. Definitely will. I need that. We send it, we right, sending bro, you positive up. energy, love, and light, King. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What up, dog? It's Jay. What, what up, dog? Get it off your chest, bro. Morning. Charlotte, DJ, he. Hey, <laughs> man, I just wanted to vent a little bit. I've been moving all weekend. It's been irritating, stressful. You find out some of the small stuff in the new house that you didn't know about. Yeah. Always happens. I got a living room with a handful of outlets. Don't even work. Piss me up. I want to stress how important it is for you to have an official electrician, official plumber whenever you have those type of issues. Oh, yeah, take yeah, care yeah. I, of things. I can't go with the little, I'll go around the corner. Yeah, no. you cannot do that. But it could be a small problem because, you know, the power's been going out a lot all over the country. So if the power went out, it could have just tripped the switch and it might just have to be just clicking over. So you could definitely check that. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm just trying to keep my frustrations down. My blood is boiling all weekend. I'm on my way to work now. What you stressed out for, King? Just take a few deep breaths, man. Some things just out of your control, you know? But I'm sure other parts of the house are amazing. But I will say for most people, once you get a new house, there's always little things. Always something. Yeah, that you got to deal with. That's why you got to have some money to decide just for that. Take too much of my money. That's what it is. Look at the bigger picture, bro. It'll make you smile. You got a house. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You got a house. Some people can't even afford a house. They don't even have the money. They, They would love to have those problems you have right now. You right, you right. I'm counting my blood. There you go. Have a good one, brother. Go christen those rooms. Hello, who's this? Hey! <laughs> what? Breakfast <laughs> Club? Good morning. What's your name? Veronica. Peace, Veronica. How Veronica. are you? Veronica. I was going to actually tell you why I was mad. and That's the point of this segment. <laughs> but I got something way more serious to talk about. Okay. These crooked, dirty cops. Mm-hmm. What happened? Now, okay. I am. You have to speed this up, Veronica. A white female <laughs> that lives in a predominantly, you know, black and Spanish neighborhood. Okay. So I stick out like a sore thumb, and they like to, you know, mess with me. Who likes to mess with you? The police. All the time. So okay, you're a white woman it, living in the black are, area. Are they checking? To, they checking to make sure you're safe. <laughs> That's what that yeah, is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been up top. No, I just got home. I'm free. How long you did? Wow, five years. What okay. you did a bit for? For being a dummy. What you do? In love with some dude, being a drug mule. Probably got a conspiracy no, charge. No, 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 I'm, I'm like an independent woman over here. I do my thing. So what you do? I may have <laughs> may have <laughs> been in a um, car ring. ring. Okay. Oh, you were stealing okay. cars. Where you from? All right. Uh oh. <laughs> Strong Island. Long Island. Okay. Let's That's stay focused, Veronica. What was the point of this call again? I am 34 years old. Never once got a D-way. What's a D-way? Two D 
DWI. Oh, okay, okay. I had a problem with with a cop, and ever since then, they've been messing with me because I actually, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to stand up, I'm not going to be silent about it, and I'm going to tell. And that didn't work out too good for me. Mm. So you stood up for yourself. You stood up for yourself against the police, and they've been harassing you ever since. Yes, and now... You got that out in 20 seconds. They got me on two DWs, straight lying, saying that I told them that I took shots and... I'm not gonna lie, you sound a little drunk right now, Veronica. I might, I might right tend now. to lean towards the cops on this one. Yeah, me too. What kind of cars nah, you stole? Nah, that, that's the bud. That's the bud. But listen, oh, you high? Are you high? Don't get it twisted, guys. Yeah, but you, you high in driving. <laughs> what, what kind of cars you stole, Mama? What kind of cars you stole? You, know, you didn't steal any cars. It's all allegedly. All listen, she about this are, are you high and driving right now, Veronica? No, no, no. I don't do that. I don't do that. I okay. really don't. All right. What are you at now? I, I basically was used for my cousin's chop shop, basically. Oh, you would steal cars and bring it to your cousin's chop shop? Yeah, a bunch of people would, yeah. Don't okay. don't so, tell too much. Just tell right on your cousin. You yeah, better stop don't talking. Don't tell yeah, too much. Let's I relax. I did my time for that. It, but maybe not your cousin. <laughs> How can we help you this morning, Veronica? Did you steal in, any blue trucks? In, in twenty no, seconds or less. I want to know. I want to know. One. Like, twenty seconds or less. I have a legal aid right now, and I'm thinking to myself, hmm. you know, maybe it just might be worth it. Like to get a lawyer. This, in your experience, this is stronger than we. Friends and family, or anybody that you know. When you have a paid lawyer, they treat you differently, no? Yes, Veronica, duh. You have a you have a, I don't have, you have a great morning, Veronica. I, I don't have no problem with legal aid, but you know, yes, uh, paid lawyers definitely move differently. Okay, well, let me just put it out there: Nassau <laughs> County and Suffolk County. Oh boy, they're crooked as hell. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Have a great day, Veronica. They're gonna harass you even more now. You have a good one, all right? <laughs> we love you. Love you too. Who is we? Who's we? I don't know. Her and the crooked cops. Yeah. Say, 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 we love you. <laughs> love you. Oh, oh we love God. you too. Oh, the baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right, Veronica. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Oh, my God. Somebody call child, yeah, child services. Just to, just to do a little welfare check. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes. Who secretly got married? Now, that's what I'm talking about, keeping it on the low. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, congratulations to Issa Rae. She got married in the south of France. And this happened on Sunday, July 25th. She did share some photos. Now, in the photo, she is wearing a custom Vera Wayne gown. And her new husband wore a red Dolce & Gabbana suit. His name is, I guess it's uh, Louis Diami. You know, she was very secretive about all of this going down. So the fact that she was able to secretly go and get married and then be able to post these uh, pictures, I think that's amazing. So congratulations to her. Congrats. Yeah, Issa the realest person in it. Nobody moves better than Issa. She minds her business, does her business. We don't know about her business until she wants us to. She's the illest. That's why I say I don't even call it moving in secret. It's just none of our business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, so he's been on the red carpet with her, you know, several times throughout the years. And they've largely kept their relationship out of the spotlight. She was wearing a diamond ring on the cover of Essence back in April of 2019. So that's how people kind of knew that she was engaged. But she just never really 
talked about it, and sometimes that's the best way to keep it. Yeah, and people have tried to ask her about those type of situations, and I've heard her say, who, who I'm effing is none of y'all business. And she right. All right, now, what was funny, though, is that, you know, Insecure is coming back in. Uh, they posted a picture of Jay Ellis, who plays her boyfriend on the show, looking at her, and somebody was like, who's going to tell him? <laughs> I guess you know that she's married now in real life. All right, Kanye's upcoming album, Donda. He's been spending a million dollars per day to live in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium to finish that album. I want to see how he's living because there's no beds in there. So they had to bring beds. So he's in this, the locker room. Is this like dorm room? There's no beds in the locker room, right? I'm sure they could bring all of that stuff in, no problem. <laughs> right? It's a like, million a day? A million a day to catch a vibe. Okay. That's a lot. I mean, maybe not to him. Is it, is it like a big sleepover? Like, who's staying with him? Who's there? Uh, well, I'm sure he has his engineers, whoever works with him, you know, on the album, whatever he has going on. But his listening party did break Apple Music streaming records. According to TMZ, there was 3.3 million people watching. And that surpassed the 1.8 people who tuned in to the versus battle with Jeezy and Gucci last year. I don't believe that story, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. It well, sounds good that he's paying a million dollars a day. Just, well, I'm sure to keep that open, you have to pay a lot of money. Cause I just don't believe I'm sure it. it's a union stadium, so you have to pay union workers to be there because it's not like you're going to leave him there. I don't even believe he's there by himself. No, I think he's there, but I don't think he's spending a million dollars. There. I don't think he's there. There are pictures of him there. I think it's a good story. I think there's nobody out here that knows how to stir up waters to catch fish better than Kanye West, and I think it's a great story to keep people talking until the album actually drops. Well, let's continue to talk about big money that people are spending. Now, there was a $157 million apartment that sold in Manhattan, and it has been revealed that Joseph Tsai, who, Joe Tsai, who is the Brooklyn Nets owner, is the person who actually bought that uh, that condo in New York Tell City. Tell me about the condo for $157 million. Tell me about it. Well, it's two separate transactions, so it was two different floors. So one floor on the, six, on the 60th floor, he purchased that for $82.5 million, and then he bought the floor above it for $75 million. And so, yes, and it's He's the most expensive. Sure. Yeah, it's the most expensive building in Manhattan. Jeez. And so, you know, that's already expensive. So, yeah. All right. Now, in more big money deals, um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend have sold their Beverly Hills mansion for $16.8 million. They actually traded up to a bigger space for their growing family. So imagine that. They had listed it actually last year for $24 million, ended up selling it for $16.8. Is this real money or Bitcoin? Boy, there's a lot of money being thrown around out here in these streets. <laughs> Does money even matter around. anymore? Jesus Christ. I, What's I the value of the dollar now? This the, can't be real money, bro, these people. The way are people using. are spending money on all types of things. Not it's people. Just, it's because the, the, the gap no, between too. the gap between the have and the have nots is very, very wide. It's you either got it or you don't. It's people too. I've been going like I've been going out to the club. And I'm telling you, the way people are spending money on bottles, valet, yeah. two hundred dollars, yeah, three hundred dollars. That's still a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, those people bro. fronting though. No. They, they got their PVP and their unemployment and they balling out. Those people fronting. I'm, but the gap between the haves and the have nots is very, very wide. But the people who have Lord have mercy. I need to see. Is it real money? I'm sure it know. is. Lord have mercy. I mean, Josiah owns Alibaba, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. I don't he's even know worth, what he's that worth is. Over, you don't know Alibaba? It's not like a Disney character. Who's Alibaba? Nah, it's a website where you can get all types of cool things for cheap. Okay. Like a lot of people buy clothes and then resell I'm not them saying he don't got it. I'm just saying that store. I want to know what the value of the next. dollar is now. Because, boy. I did buy something off Alibaba. One sleeve was long and the other sleeve was short, though. I ain't going to front. I remember though. when they were selling <laughs> those. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. What was it? Those uh, those those hoverboards, hoverboards or whatever? Yeah, yeah you can only get them on Alibaba at one time. <laughs> All right. Now, Universal, in the meantime, has reportedly spent $400 million on an Exorcist trilogy. 
that will star Leslie Odom Jr. and Ellen Burstyn. $400 million is yes. a lot of money. First of all, The Exorcist, lot of money on by the book. way, I just want to say, because y'all know I love a horror movie, is based on a real story. I actually read the book, too, and the book was way more explicit even than watching that movie. But that movie came out back in 1973, and she's going to reprise her role as Chris McNeil, and Odom is going to play a father who tracks down McNeil after his child becomes possessed. So it's going to be a trilogy for The Exorcist. Have y'all seen The Exorcist? No. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't pay people to scare me. That's a classic movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, when you look at it now, it's not that scary. Because think about it. It was in 1973. Yeah, so. it's not, it's, none of that stuff is that scary because of real life. It is real life. It's a true story. It's so. based on a true story. Right. So but I'm talking about real life. The things that we actually experience every day is way scarier than Exorcist. Now, Vince McMahon has a scripted series in the works with Blumhouse TV and WWE, The United States of America versus Vince McMahon. It's the first scripted portrayal of the chairman and CEO of WWE. I think that'd be pretty interesting to watch. And Sports Illustrated and Sports Illustrated Studios has done a deal with iHeartMedia. They are going to be doing original podcasts. It's going to be eight new audio series, and we'll also see Sports Illustrated existing podcasts run through the iHeart Podcast Network. Okay. And Whoopi Goldberg is going to be starring in and producing a film about Emmett Till's mother. So the movie is called Till, and it will depict the decision of Emmett Till's mother to have an open casket funeral in order to show the graphic tragedy of her son's murder. All right. And yeah, that, Emmett Till's born day was uh, this past weekend. He'd have been 80 years old just to think he could possibly still be, still alive. be alive. Still be alive, yeah. All right, well, that is your rumor reports. All right, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Right, and if you're not vaccinated, what's going to be happening? We'll tell you what they're saying. Uh, the rules are going to be in California and New York City. They announced this yesterday. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is a year of yes. Shonda Rhimes, the brilliant producer of Bridgerton and Scandal, spent a year saying no to nothing. What happened? Listen and find out in this inspiring audiobook. Your first 30 days of Audible are free when you sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Just when I MG, come in here Angelique. refreshed and awake, they play this record. You tired now? <laughs> and I get tired again. Love the record. It's not a morning record. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Where we starting you? I'm watching the U.S. women's gymnastics team right now live. So if you guys are uh, able to watch that, that's happening right now on the Olympics. And also in California and in New York City, they have announced that all government employees have to get the vaccine. If you don't, you just face weekly COVID-19 testing. So those are the uh, first major federal agencies to require healthcare workers to receive the shot or you get that weekly testing. That's fair. Yeah, I think that is fair. I think that's more than fair. I don't think I thought you should get more than weekly testing. Like maybe like every three days. Well, I thought, but doesn't it like doesn't it if you're in contact with somebody, doesn't it take it a while to show up? So that's probably why they do weekly. Yeah, but I don't know because even like up here at first when people were coming back to work, you had to get tested every day. We did? Mm-hmm. No, every day. <laughs> when that happened. Oh. You wasn't up here. She wasn't up here. Yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? I said every day. Boy, well, you can lie so good and so effortlessly and just pop, pop the gum in her mouth like it was nothing. I thought like, they was getting tested every day. No. no. You weren't even here. Oh. Well, I know when we were with Dave Chappelle, we had to get tested twice a day. They were not playing those games. All right. Now, the last remaining person in the Surfside collapse in Miami has been found. Estelle Hedea was a remaining victim who had not yet been identified. Her family was in limbo. 
they did find her yesterday. They said yeah. it was obviously tough to hear directly, but I can definitely see and feel the sense of relief my parents got knowing my sister can rest in peace. That's what Ike Hadea said, um, Estelle's brother. This month has been excruciating, to say the least. As you know, a section of that building crumbled on June 24th. A lot of the residents were sleeping at that time. A total of 242 people are accounted for now. Damn, I, I, I must have checked out because I didn't even realize they had started collecting um, collecting the, Found all the bodies. Yeah, the bodies yeah. Yeah. I didn't think so either. Uh, right now, the Justice Department has stepped into a legal dispute. It's ridiculous that we even have to deal with this, but two Texas male students say that their school district discriminated against them. They were not allowed to attend classes because they would not cut the length of their hair. Their hair is in locks. And so the parents of DeAndre Arnold and Caden Bradford filed a civil lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Texas last year against Barbers Hill Independent School, claiming their children were discri discriminated against because they're boys and the school district's hair length rule only targets male students. They wore their natural hair in locks as an outward expression of their black identity and culture. They grew them longer than allowed under district rules. You're only allowed to have your hair uh, not be below the eyebrows or below the earlobes when let down, according to the state. Statement, and both of the parents did file dress code exemption requests to the school district. They declined uh, their request according to this lawsuit. I mean, I think that's ridiculous that you can't wear your hair the way that you want it. And they're right. If women are allowed to wear their hair a certain way, and why should you tell a guy that he his hair can't be a certain length? I agree. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, you know, we shall see what happens. But the Department of Justice has stepped into this dispute. This dispute. And they want to make sure that all students can participate in an educational environment free of unlawful discrimination and in the proper application of the Equal Protection Clause. And Amazon has posted a crypto job that made Bitcoin surge 14%. So what this means to people now is that Amazon is likely going to start accepting cryptocurrency as payment in the near future. All right. All right. So should be exciting for everybody that's invested in, in uh, cryptocurrency. And that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back, mm -hmm. the head of Instagram, the head of Instagram, the, Adam head of, the CEO, that's right. We the guy who runs things. That's right. We're going to talk to him about Instagram and everything around Instagram so. and how to make Instagram a more mentally healthy environment. Well, I mean, amongst other things. So. All right. So we'll talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. He's the head of Instagram. Hi. Adam, how do I say your last name? I don't want to mess it up. Moseri. Moseri? Moseri. Moseri. Adam, what's up, my guy? Welcome. Thanks for having me. Tell, Thanks tell, for joining us. Tell people what that means, the head of Instagram, CEO <laughs> of Instagram. What does that mean? Uh, it means that if something goes wrong on Instagram, it's on me, and if something goes right, it's probably on my team. But generally, I spend as much of my time as I can helping us think about where we're going, what we need to do better, what we need to double down on because it's going well, mm -hmm. and um, building the team to help us get it done. Well, let's get to the nitty-gritty because I saw a lot of people on social media when you said you were coming here. They have questions. Please, bring them. Let's discuss the election first, right? Because as you know, there's a lot of fake news that was going around and there were a lot of issues with Facebook, with fake news. You know, how do you guys take responsibility for your platforms with COVID, with fake news and things like that happening, making sure that that information doesn't get spread out? Social media as a technology isn't good and it isn't bad. It just is. And social media specifically is a great amplifier in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And it can amplify good and it can amplify bad. And so it's 
our responsibility to do all we can to amplify the good and mitigate the bad. And you see both spread on the platform, right? You, you saw the Black Lives Matter movement spread on social media. You saw Me Too spread on social media. But you also see things like misinformation spread on social media. And so we try to figure out all the different things that we can do to identify problems and address them. And then also rethink the core of what we do and how we do it uh, to create better outcomes. And that work never ends. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, you brought up a couple different things there. But on misinformation specifically, what we do is we work with third-party fact-checkers. So people who do this for a living, who do this for publications. We give them access to what's shared on the platform and they can dispute things. They can say, like, this isn't true and here's a link to, to why. And when that happens, we reduce the spread of that when we label things and we give people links to good information. Um, but we don't take it off the platform entirely unless there's a safety risk. Mm -hmm. So for things like COVID-19 or vaccine-related misinformation, we just take it off the platform entirely. So at this point, we spend billions of dollars a year and there are tens of thousands of people between the engineers, the reviewers, and everything else uh, focused on safety. How, how liable should social media platforms be in regards to lawsuits? Like if I want to sue somebody for slander or defamation, should I be able to name the social media platform? Since y'all gave them a platform? Yeah, so this is actually one of the big legal debates right now, right? And here in the US, they talk a lot about Section 230, which gives technology platforms essentially um, no liability, but the people who post that content are liable. In different countries around the world, that's, that may not be the case. Actually, it isn't the case. Yeah, South Africa, they don't play. Yeah, no, uh, a lot of Europe, they don't play either. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that I think is that it's important that companies are held to account to take measures to keep people safe. But I don't think we can go all the way to have a social media platform be accountable for every single thing that is said on that platform by every person. Because there are over a billion people on Instagram at this point. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's, no, there's no version of that where there aren't going to be people with problematic opinions, racists, et cetera, who are going to show up. They're not going to check that at the door when they open up Instagram. But I do think that doesn't mean that we can just, you know, wipe our no. hands clear. The question is, where are we on that spectrum? And mm -hmm. what do you say to people that say that, you know, social media, Instagram per se, is really affecting people's mental, where people are, are you know, thinking of committing suicide and, you know, um, having problems in school and self-esteem and, and all of those things due to that, the platform. So there's a range here, and I think they're all really important questions. There are problems that are really acute, right? So if you are struggling with self-injury or suicide, that is, I mean, that's high stakes. That's really problematic. And we've done a lot of work in that area to try and be thoughtful about what we share, about getting people access to good information or, or to help. So for instance, right now, if we think you are a risk to yourself, we will do we will direct you to resources or even in some extreme cases, resources to you? How do you so, report that, right? And the reason I'm stopping you there, let's say you yeah. have a family member that goes and in, in, in is off doing some wild stuff. A lot of times them themselves don't know that they're doing wild stuff, but a family member might. How does that family member report that to Instagram and say, hey, my sister's doing this or my aunt is doing this or my brother is doing this? How does that work? So in every post, be it a photo, video, or anything else on Instagram, you can always report something. Right. There's a little dot, dot, dot. Well, do you really check it? Because sometimes I feel that. like we, it, it doesn't get checked because there's so many people that make fake envy pages. I feel like every yeah. day I'm like, I've done it. Fake envy page. Fake envy page. Fake envy page. We've got room to improve. We definitely check it. But th the challenge is the truth is the reports are actually mostly not of things that are problematic. 
There's a ton of people who are like, I don't like the way I look in this photo, and I'm going to report it. <laughs> oh my god! Bullying. Yeah, it's 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 actually the yes. vast. Oh my god! It's the vast majority, which I is. I can imagine that. Yeah, which is why we can't rely only on the reports. We definitely check the reports. We prioritize them, right? So if someone's reporting someone's a risk to themselves, we're going to look at that much faster than if someone's reporting something as being nudity, for instance. But we have to also build technology ourselves to go out and try and identify things. Because if someone's going to be a risk to themselves. Let's say you're going live and you're talking about hurting yourself. We don't want to wait for someone to hopefully report that. Mm. By the way, we don't have a religious opinion on the female nipple. The reason why we don't allow nudity on Instagram is because it is actually a safety issue. Because we can't verify age and we can't verify consent. I think social media sometimes protects bigots, though. It protects bigots like in regards to racism, homophobia. Because I've posted videos of like racists getting punched in the face, right? For blatantly being racist and then Instagram will remove it. We definitely make mistakes. We also take a lot of flack for letting people say a lot of crap that we don't necessarily agree with. Mm -hmm. In general, we're going to try and bias towards letting people say what they want on the platform. And we try to only take content down when there's a safety risk. Should, should the FCC regulate social media like they do radio and TV? Um, they can and they should. I think regulation is important. I think that social media is too big to not have governments have an opinion about what should and should not be okay. Now, the type of regulation, though, is particularly important. Some regulation could be really helpful, particularly clarifying what is and what is not, you know, certain problematic content types. So, for instance, um, we have a hate speech policy. Mm -hmm. Hate speech protects people um, based on nine different types of traits. So, you know, race, gender, religion, the things you would expect. That's our definition. But you have to be careful because if you get too aggressive with regulation or you write regulation in certain ways, you might incentivize social platforms to censor more. Right. Right. If you're going to fine them a big amount every time they make a mistake mm -hmm. and that's something up, they're going to take down more because it's in their financial interest to do so. Now, another question I have, you were talking about wanting to make sure I saw you said that you wanted to make sure that creatives actually start making more money on Instagram. And yeah. I know they have like the tips that you can do on YouTube and things like that. Yeah. So what are some ways that you guys I see the Instagram ads you can also sign up for, which I'm not 100 percent sure what that is. So if you want to explain how people can make money on yeah. Instagram. And there's a range of ways we can help creators make a living. Largely, they fall into three categories. The first is essentially commerce. So you can do branded content, right? So you get paid by a brand off of Instagram or off of Facebook, and then you do a deal and you post on Instagram to promote whatever that is. But then we also need to do things that allow people to pay the creators that they love directly, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, we're interested in things like tipping. So we've got badges, for instance, when you go live. Right now, exploring if we can support subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could have a group of people who pay you five bucks a month and you get them exclusive content that only they get. And you could do that right through Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an OnlyFans type of thing where you could have a subscription, but now the stuff that they subscribe to, can you put whatever you want up there now? Because you know who your subscribers are, right? You know their age. It's almost like you could take that. Now you can show a nipple. But you still have the same restriction. But you know, because you know who your subscribers are, though, right? Yes and no. So if there's a safety issue, we're still going to have to take it down. But, I mean, for instance, we do do age gating for certain types of content. So things like Sensitive you know, tobacco, content. that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. we, could, we, could, we could explore that. We haven't actually talked about that, but that's, I'll take that. All right, we have more with the head of Instagram, Adam Osseri. When we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram. Is it a trick to it, though? You know, a lot, a lot of people are like, hey, is it a trick when I post my videos? Because sometimes I post a video or a picture and I get this amount of likes, and then sometimes it's on this page and I get this amount of likes. Yeah. Like, you know, is it a trick to maybe Adam, like, I'm not giving up my tricks. Messing up my engagement. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out, too. I've got a account. I'm trying to build up my following. The unfortunate truth is there's no perfect answer um, and it's the million dollar question mm -hmm. there are a couple of things I'd say one is it's important to first when you're using whether it's Instagram or any other social media platform to be intentional about what you're using it for are you using it to you know promote a cause that you believe in are you using it as a business directly are you using it to just build up awareness of your business and you make your money elsewhere the other thing to be honest about is that every audience is different Right, so what's going to work best for your followers isn't necessarily probably not going to work with mm -hmm. what's what's best for my followers. So right. you and I both have to experiment. We got to try things, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, but there are other things that are more broadly true. So I do think it's generally true to give people a good sense of what you're about and what you do. So I try to build up these sort of patterns. So I do a video every week where I talk about what's happening on Instagram. Video also, this seems to be a lot of interest across the entire world and always consuming more videos. So some of those basics are more universal, but a lot of it is, is more nuanced, unfortunately. What is Instagram learning from the black creator strike on TikTok? So the black strike on TikTok, black creator strike on TikTok, I think is mostly about credit, right? Too often black creators will create amazing things and not get credit for it and someone else, often not black, will reap all the benefits. But we're trying to understand not just that, but the broader set of issues. And the big set of issues that we've heard from the black community here in the States in the, over the last year and a half are things around censorship, shadow banning, mm -hmm. racism on the platform, uh, having your content taken down when you fight back against a bigot or a racist. And so we feel like the credit stuff that TikTok is dealing with is important and we're, we're, look, we're working on that. But we really got to first do better on the basics because we don't really even have a right to play in like the creator monetization space unless we can get better on the issues around Content takedowns, account suspensions. Like little Boosie. Yeah. Okay, is Boosie ever gonna get his page back? You know Lil Boosie gonna start calling you out now. He been saying Mark. I know. Now he know who now he I know, know who behind I know. I'm surprised Adam. I'm surprised he hasn't slid into my DM. He yet. know now. Adam Adam Mosari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your guy right here. I can't wait to see him later on Instagram. Adam Adam, Adam Mosari? Yeah. Adam Mosari? It's Mosari with seven S's. <laughs> now what about limiting screens? No, no, why doesn't oh. Boosie keep getting taken down, Adam? We gotta draw the line somewhere. It's a nudity. <laughs> it's a nudity policy. We try to be clear. You can appeal, but if you get too many strikes, the thing you know things now, happen. What, what's nudity? Because I flagged Kim Kardashian ten thousand times. Remember when Kim posted a picture of a nipple okay, one hater. time? Why would you do that? Because they they don't take her down, but they take everybody else down. So I flagged it. If she posts a picture of her nipple, it's getting taken down. If People, it's a guy, no, no guy. Man, this is one. This is one mm -hmm. of my male nipples are allowed. So I should be clear. <laughs> nipples are allowed. One of one of a, one of my favorite tricks that people who are sort of um, nudity advocates talk about. One of my favorite tricks that they do is they'll take a male nipple, cut it out, and paste the male nipple on a female's breast and post that just to test our policies. Mm -hmm. uh, Does that work? <laughs> if we figure it out, that's allowed. You know, this is what it means to like be a platform with as much reach as we have is you're going to have people try to push you and figure things out. Does Instagram understand culture though, right? Because you got people like Lil Duval, Lil Boosie, whose page always get taken down. And it could be do for doing things like using the N-word. But they're using it in like 
the context of that's my N word. Yeah. But it'll get taken down for like racial slurs. Really? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tough because no, we don't understand culture perfectly at all. <laughs> um, just to be super clear, you can't at, at our scale. Um, and so there are things where we just have to draw the line or define a rule that is practical for us to actually enforce. Because the perfect rule is going to be nuanced. But the perfect mm -hmm. rule we cannot enforce accurately and consistently tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of times a day or whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, there are certain racial slurs that you cannot say on Instagram, regardless of how you identify. Now, that's just because we don't think we would be able to get it right enough of the time. We would make too many mistakes otherwise. And it's better for us to be transparent about the rule and then be able to act accordingly and you can make your own decision. Mm -hmm. What about limiting screen time? Because I know that was a discussion that people have. And you know, your phone will show you how long you've been on all of these apps. Is that something at Instagram that people are concerned about? Like, are you concerned about that? People being addicted and constantly on their phone? I mean, for me, it's everything in moderation. But I also want to be clear, there's a difference between like addiction, which is a compulsion to do something that is unhealthy for you that you cannot stop, and just problematic use or overuse. Um, People so, that are addicted to social media, though. Some are, uh, and some just use it too much. And so what we try to do is decipher the difference. So if you're in a really problematic state, how can we intervene? How can we let you know how much time you're spending, et cetera? Um, but if you're just using it a lot, the things that we need to do might be different. Replace what you say with cocaine. Some people aren't addicted, but some people just use it too much. I don't know if I can talk about <laughs> it's that. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Because if you're using it too much, you clearly have like a, a, a draw to it that you can't control. Right, but I think cocaine is a drug, and a drug has serious <laughs> medical, you know, implications. I on think your social health. media will in the future. I don't. I think psychologically, emotionally, mentally, we do not even. We're not even scratching the surface of what social, how social media is going to impact people in the future. I think that's reasonable, but I also think that every new technology is first met with a wave of optimism. People are really excited about what it can do. Mm -hmm. Then a huge wave of concern, and then ideally you get to some sort of balance. And by the way, as you get through it the media itself or the technology itself gets better. I think social media as a technology is just at earlier in that phase. So yeah, I'm sure use of social media can affect your health, like because communicating with anyone can affect your health and social media is just a way to connect. Let's talk about that because I feel like social media is changing human behavior in real life. It's making people's collective attention spans decrease. It's making people insecure. I think it's fueling narcissism. So how do you make it a more mentally healthy environment? I think that there's really three types of work I personally think we have to do. The first is to identify acute issues. You know, if people who are at risk of self-injury are becoming more at risk, how do we address that? How do we make sure that they can still do what a lot of people who are struggling with self-injury do on social media, which is get, get support, get help? It's important to talk about your experience. Maybe you're, you know, you're 30 days clean and you want to celebrate that. How do we allow that content on Instagram without content that celebrates um, self-injury. So, you know, identify acute issues, identify solutions, that work never ends, keep working there. Then I think we need to identify areas where we can go further, where we can be innovative, where we can define new ways of addressing the issues. Like one of the ones that we're, we've been focused on for about two years now is bullying. And so then what can we do there? And there we're trying to invent new things, things like Restrict, right? Restrict allows you to block someone without you knowing about it. So, I love restrict. That's my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite Because feature. they're still posting, but they don't know that no one can see it but them. Yeah, and so that was from our work on bullying. But then the third area is what are the core things about how Instagram works or social media works that we need to rethink? Mm -hmm. like that's why we experimented with and made it so that people could pick to have like counts be private, for instance. 
-hmm. are there core things that we need to rethink because they are creating too much bad or too many problems and not enough good. What about taking away likes? I remember that was a, a flirtatious idea. Yeah. So the idea was to allow you to, well, originally it was to hide like counts. So you could still like things, but it would be less of a popularity contest. But you could see it, but not everybody else. Yes. Um, it turned out to be really polarizing. It didn't seem to change much about how people felt about Instagram. It, we tried to see if it changed people's well-being. We tried to measure well-being, mm -hmm. to your question, by asking people, sending, these are surveys. So essentially, we work with academics, professionals, experts outside of the company who have defined all sorts of ways of measuring well-being. So what they did is they, they designed a set of questions that whose answers correlate. So if you, if you say you have a support network, if you say you are not lonely, these things correlate with real-world well-being outcomes over the long run. And so then we try to run surveys on Instagram and ask people those same questions. And we try to see for things like hiding like counts, did that change how people answered those questions? It didn't. But some people loved this and some people hated it. Right. And so what we did is we said, all right, well, given that, let's give people a choice. You can decide. You can hide like counts and not have that be part of your Instagram experience, or you can have like counts. All right, well, don't move. We have more with the head of Instagram, Adam Mosseri. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram. I'm tired of seeing if I like her booty or not. I'm tired what? of Bitcoin because you should invest with this person. This Word person is born, yeah. Oh, I'm tired spam. of... I didn't know um, what he was talking about. Do you want first? something long and hard? <laughs> I don't get that one, but go ahead. <laughs> I get that so much. I'm like, <laughs> you just <laughs> that out. And the spam. Like, it is ridiculous. Yeah. And it, Why? it never stops. Yeah. So some of this happens just because we make mistakes and we think you're interested in things that you're not interested in. And so right now you can say, by the way, <laughs> so, so gets, do you like it long That's all I get. Why would, why, why would you think? Are I they ads or are they just like it's regular spam, posts? Like spam bots. Like just so spam. Oh, comments. Comments. Yes. Yes. Ah, this it's is a spam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, hold on. These are different <laughs> issues. Different. Oh, you, you're talking about spam in the comments, yeah, right? Spam in the comments. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were talking about like in your explore. No, this is spam. If you're getting, do you want it long and hard in your Explore. I was like, I was like I'm not trying to address yeah. this. Stop ordering those penis pills, Charlamagne. Keep ordering those penis enlargement pills. I was like, this is this is some delicate, delicate, you know, answer to this question. I was like, oh, I was like, I'm like, what are you following, man? Okay, I feel way better now. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel good about it. Even yeah. if I wasn't the explorer, would yeah, it? No, it's good. It's you, mean, you know, it teach their own. If it's in your explorer, <laughs> no judgments. <laughs> and the way he yelled at you. Like, no, yeah. it's in the comments. In the comments. I can, I can yeah. pull up the picture right now and within spam. seconds. Yeah, so this is, yeah, so the bots and the spam comments. So we are working on this. One of the things is we've made less progress on this issue as some other issues because we've prioritized things like safety issues. Mm -hmm. um, but we've gotten better at bots, but the thing is the spammers and the bots, they've gotten more sophisticated. So we do things. We look like, okay, if you comment every second of the day, 24 hours a day, you're not a person, you're a bot. So we like, we shut you down. But they've gotten sophisticated. They mask themselves as different phones. They do it on different intervals. They, they pretend to sleep. They do all of this stuff. And so it's a, it's a, it's, an arms race, so to speak. As we get better at addressing issues, they work around those issues, and then we got to get better at addressing those new issues. I should hire them. They seem pretty. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> we try. We know we try. What about getting verified? People always want to know how can I get verified. Yes. There's people that are like, I you can pay for if you pay me, I can get you verified. Money racks to Adam. Scam. Scam. No, don't. No, don't. don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Scam, don't, don't. <laughs> um. So you can apply in the app. 
The point of verification, though, it's not supposed to be a status symbol. It's supposed to be a way for people who are getting impersonated to be able to signal to the world what their real account is. Now, it's turned into a status symbol. I get that, but that was not ever the intent. You can apply in the app. What we look for, essentially, is notability. We try to evaluate it using third parties. So we basically look for press about you. Mm -hmm. There's no minimum follower count. If you don't get approved, in the vast majority of the cases, it's because we couldn't find enough press about you. Let's say I search cars, and then I, all I'll get is cars, car, 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 car. Or, or if I search phones, all I get is phone, 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 phone. Do you guys do that? And can we take that off so I don't have to see that all day long? Shoot, forget searching. I can be talking about something. Right. We don't listen. We don't listen. I'm You're a liar. About, my wife thinks I'm a liar on this too. It's a real <laughs> constant fight at the home. Um, okay, so on the on this on this search. Or on ads more broadly. So this is this is ads where this will happen. Ads, yep. Uh, though Explore is a little tippy too. Like if I express <laughs> a little bit too much interest in something, I get a lot of that thing for a couple of while. So we're trying to get to better um, balance there. But on ads, uh, you can. You can go to your ad preferences and you can say I'm interested. In, it will show you what we think you're interested in and you can change them. Um, and so that's over under settings under your profile under ad preferences. For listening, we are not listening. It would be a gross violation of policy. It would also drain your battery. Your phone would turn on like you'd be able to know it. But all the time we get accused of this. I think what is happening is one, sometimes the advertising is actually working. Like you saw it a couple of times and then you thought about it and then, you know, and then you noticed it and then you talked about <laughs> it. And lucky then I don't it. have a Bible to make you put your hand I on. I will put my hand on it. I, I will put my hand on hundred percent. I don't know how to convince. I'm not going to convince you clearly. Swear um, to Mark Zuckerberg. I swear. swear. <laughs> That's a weird thing to do, but if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Um, I think also is that we don't just show you ads based on what we know about you. We show you ads based on, you know, what your friends seem to like. We call that collaborative filtering. And ads are good. Like, we're good at figuring out what you're interested in. We don't always get it right. We make mistakes. I know a lot of people don't like ads, but we think that ads fundamentally allow small businesses to play on an equal playing field with big businesses. Has it ever happened to you? Have you been talking about something, then you look down at your Instagram and the ad for it pops up? Not... Directly, no. But I've definitely had things been like, how the hell did we know I was interested in that? Now, how many meetings did y'all have to ban the president? That Was that a huge conversation? It was an intense conversation, um, but it was an intense set of circumstances. Uh, we didn't have a policy for what happens when a sitting president incites a riot to try to prevent the peaceful transfer of power to a new president. It was sort of was new territory for all of us. Um, he was lying his whole presidency, though. Y'all could have took him down early on. Right, but we don't have a policy against lying. We have a policy against lying when there are safety risks. You can make that case here. But we also want to make sure that politicians can get held accountable for their actions. And so they've had historically in certain areas different rules, the same way public figures have different rules. Uh, but that was an intense moment. Um, and we have this thing that we call the oversight board now because a lot of these decisions we think shouldn't be made by us directly. So we sort of built this board, it's independent, um, and we made this decision. And then we we asked them for their opinion on it, basically. Um, they did what, what I would have done, which they said is like, yeah, we would have banned them too, but you have to have a policy. You can't just like do it something, you know, as a one-off. And I think that was fair. And then we defined the policy now and he's suspended for two years. Who owns the pictures that you post on? Because there was a rumor that you, you own your own picture. the pictures. So, you own your pictures. So we own the pictures. So Instagram does not own the pictures. Yeah. Once every year or two, we get a false declaration that like, you don't own your stuff. And if you repost this, random chain letter you own it and it goes viral but then we try to go on correct it as quickly as possible 
uh, and make sure people know what the real rules are. I wonder about the intention. I wonder what the intention was when they first started a lot of these sites. But also, when you see Frankenstein becoming Frankenstein, when do you know maybe it might be time to take down Frankenstein? Is Frankenstein the whole thing at this point? It feels like it. Like when you watch movies like when you watch documentaries like The Social Dilemma on Netflix, what 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 goes through your mind? That specific one though I felt like was a little bit dramatic. Triplet programmers like in a Star Trek place deciding what you see is clearly not how things work. But overall I thought they were bringing up important issues that should be talked about. I thought that's a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. Now Look, I'm biased. I want to recognize that up front. But I really believe that we do a lot of good in the world. We help a lot of people express themselves. We help them go straight to their fans or to the or, or to their friends. They don't have to go through traditional media. Uh, we help small businesses around the world. We help marginalized communities around the world in a lot of ways. But there's bad that comes too. Now, I think mo there's more good than bad. So I don't think that it makes sense to, you know, put a bullet in Frankenstein to use your metaphor. Right. It um, has leveled the playing field for people too. In a huge way. Like I love to see how like a Lala Milan or a DC Young Fly, how some of these uh, creators have been able to really use social media to get the platforms that they have now. But then and, I hate QAnon. And then I hate the fact right. that there was an attempted coup of the government on January 6th. Like I really feel like we're headed to some Orson Welles war the world type because of nobody cares about the truth on social media when the lies more entertaining. Well, I think confirmation bias is a thing, and that's as old as time. Right? Mm -hmm. People want to hear what they agree with, and they don't want to hear what they don't agree with. Just give me the keys to the nuclear code. My goodness. Just tell me, just give me the <laughs> keys, the and I can just go in and delete pages. That's it. I can do that. I got time. It's, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of I people. I got it. It's just give me people. the keys to the nuclear code. But the concerns you have, like I said before, we had those concerns about every major new technology, particularly around the ones that change how people communicate. One of the big concerns about writing when it first existed was that there was no one there to disagree with you. But those people get held liable, though. Like, you can sue an author for slander defamation. That's why they tell you to change names in books and things of that nature. But it's, but for certain issues, yeah. But for other issues, no. You could say something. You can make a case for something that is really problematic in a bunch of different ways, put it out there, and it doesn't violate a law in any country. You can sue for defamation on social media, too, though, right? If somebody says something about you that's yeah. defamatory and not true. Yeah. I think the question is... Who's accountable? Is it the person who said it, or, or is the it platform, the or the platform? Mm -hmm. And and I think the platforms need to be held accountable for taking not just reasonable but like meaningful measures to reduce these problems. I don't think it's sustainable for us to be accountable for everything everybody says. Because if we were, we would have to take down so much content mm -hmm. that you would have a huge censorship issue. We appreciate you for joining us. So Lil Duval, I mean Lil Boosie's page is down because of nudity. Sorry. And why Lil Duval? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'll look it up, though. Okay. Well, it's Adam. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Man, breaking news. This just happened a few minutes ago. I told you I was watching the Olympic gymnastics. And champion Simone Biles is out of the team finals. There was an issue after she landed her vault. She exited the competition floor with her team doctor. She then returned several minutes later. Her right leg was wrapped. She took off her bar grip. She put on her jacket, sweatpants, hugged her teammates, and Damn. they'll have to finish the rest of the competition without her. Damn, that sucks. So this just happened. And I know we were all excited, but you know this would, would be their third gold in a row. Yeah, that's horrible. It's the sports, though. You know, it comes to the territory. And they can still win. Yeah, injuries come with the territory. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so hopefully she is okay. Now let's talk about the baby and his comments that he made at Rolling Loud. Now the initial comments were during his performance, and he said this: "You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks. Put a cell phone lighting it up, lady. If you smell like water, put a cell phone lighting it up, fellas. Lights up, fellas. If you ain't sucking in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights." Okay. Well, first of all, let's be clear. If you have HIV, that does not mean that you're going to die in two or three weeks at all. There's people that live full lives that have been tested and are HIV positive, and that does not mean that's a death sentence in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so we want to make sure that people know that. Now, he did try to explain why he said this during his set at Rolling Loud, and things got even worse. What me and my fans do at the live show, it don't concern you on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I do at a live show is for the audience at the live show. It'll never translate correctly to somebody looking at a little five, six-second clip. Because regardless of what you motherfuckers talking about or how the internet and twisted up my motherfucking word, me and all my fans at the show, the gay ones and the straight ones, we turned the fuck up. My boy had the crop top on, front row. Yeah, he out there. He's standing on the rail, got them cutting up. He know the words. I saw him. I'm, I'm rapping them bitches with him. Right. He had also said something like, if you're not, fellas, if you didn't suck a, in the parking lot, you know, to go ahead and, and put your phones up. I don't even understand what that we has to do. We heard it. You, yeah. you didn't have to repeat it. I think you repeated that because you wanted to. Like, well, no, you? because some people might not have heard it because it's bleeped out. Oh. It's a little muffled, so I wanted people to hear, you know, what it was that was said. And so why people are saying that it's not, uh, you know, what he said was problematic and that it was homophobic. So in case you didn't know what was being said. All right. Now, T.I. also weighed in and he defended the baby. You can't make me homophobic because I'm proud to be a heterosexual. You can't make nobody homophobic because just because I am proud of what I am don't make me hate what you are. For instance, the the performances and video. Man, I got a lot of respect for bro because, I, like I said, he have you know he had the courage to live his truth. But that's for me. It just ain't for me. I ain't got no bit of looking at it. I, don't, yeah, I just can't look at it. It ain't for me. And I don't want my children seeing it either because their minds haven't developed to the to the place where they can wrap their minds around those type of experience and those types of uh, visual presentations. But I feel the same way about the WAP video. All right. <clears throat> the, the problem is that you know. Little Nas X and Little Nas X responded and just put LOL and a lot of people did also respond is that uh, Little Nas X is not saying that it's not okay to be heterosexual or acting like there's a problem with it. He's just celebrating who he is and it's okay to celebrate who you are without putting anybody else down. Yeah, my question to my brothers tipping the baby is why? Like I'm at the point in my life where I don't want my peace disturbed and one way to not have your peace disturbed is to not disturb someone else's peace. Leave people alone. Folks not bothering you, so why are you bothering them? You wouldn't have to explain anything uh, or, or, or anything you said if you just minded your business. There's too many real issues going on to stand up for and debate about and this ain't it. This just ain't it. Right, I think the, there is a big difference between celebrating your true authentic self and let's be clear, like people who are um, gay have had a lot of issues and still continue to have a lot of uh, people who are, are, you know, have biases against them, are being attacked. 
And so I do feel like it is important for you to express yourself and show other people who are watching and children who are coming up who perhaps haven't come to grips with who they really are that it is okay and to have these re- this representation. And how do people find something to be mad about on social media every day with all the real things happening, the, the black people around the world in this country? How do we find a way to argue amongst ourselves every day? Like, every day? It's easy. Like, where do y'all find the energy to participate? Like, I mean, every, I mean, every day. We just had the head of Instagram here. People are on Instagram all day long. There's there's all types of ways to That's find true. things to piss people off That's to, true. to argue going back. You know what? I take that back. I, I don't take anything I just said back, but you know, it, it's hard to tell people to mind their business when we live in an era that encourages everyone to volunteer their opinion about issues that don't concern them. And hell, even rewards them for it with this thing called attention. Right. So, you know, I think it's important to continue to have these conversations. And for the baby, he could have just apologized for what he said and promised to do better. And what conversations, though? I need to know. Like, it's very important to know what conversations should we continue to why have? Why this is wrong. Like, why you should not be saying things like this. Why this, factually it's incorrect to say that if you have HIV, AIDS, you're going to die in two or three weeks. That is factually incorrect. Mm. And so we just need to make sure that people understand this and that there's nothing wrong with being who you are and to celebrate yourself without putting other people down. You can do that. Yeah, I think people need to mind their business. Leave people alone. Folks not bothering you, so why are you bothering them? That's my advice. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to? You know, four after the hour. Uh, we need a couple of individuals. This is an opportunity to teach. Remember we was having this whole conversation about the haves and the have-nots and how wide the gap is? Yep. We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right. We'll get into that next at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. And the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. Take a closer look at the General and get the great low rates and quality coverage you deserve. For a hassle-free quote today, call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Big donkey of the day. You do dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. You do dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, July 27th, goes to two individuals uh, from Wichita Falls, Texas. Okay, a 20-year-old man named William Henderson and a 34-year-old woman named Rochelle Convery. Now, remember last hour when you was talking about uh, the Brooklyn Nets owner who bought a condo Joe for, yes, for $157 million in Brooklyn and Kanye spending a million it's in Manhattan, Manhattan, and Kanye spending a million a day to rent out Mercedes-Benz Stadium to finish his album and we got into a quick discussion about how you know people got it. Yep. All right, that's just not true. The gap between the haves and have-nots is wider than it's ever been and these two individuals, William and Rochelle, definitely fall into the have-not category. I really don't think y'all appreciate your blessings enough. People out here starving. It's hard to see that sometimes when you personally live a certain lifestyle, but people are out here hurting, not knowing where their next meal is coming from. And when your ribs is touching like that, everybody food. Everybody's a lick, okay? People wondering why violent crime is up all across the country. It's because people need money. People need cash, and they're going to get that dough by any means necessary. Hell, the great black philosopher Sean Carter once said, broke don't want no cash. They just want to kill you. That is true, too, because people are hurt. People in pain. People got traumas. Traumas they haven't dealt with, and they end up projecting that hurt and that trauma 
onto others. Okay, that's where a lot of the violence stems from. In the case of William and Rochelle, that's what it feels like to me. See, William and Rochelle have been arrested and charged with aggravated robbery. Who did they rob? What did they take? Well, let's go to KFDX NBC3 for the report, please. Two people remain behind bars tonight after police say they robbed a woman in a wheelchair of her groceries. 20-year-old William Henderson and 34-year-old Rochelle Conbray were arrested this morning and charged with aggravated robbery. When officers spoke to the victim, she said she had been pepper sprayed and robbed. During a confrontation with the victim, Conbray took out pepper spray from her purse. Henderson then took that from Conbray and sprayed the victim in the face. The pair then took mayonnaise, potato chips, and a portable fan from the victim and left the scene. The victim told police the names of the suspects, and officers found them about 15 minutes later in the 1000 block of Holiday Street with the victim's property and the pepper spray. Now, according to a law firm in Texas called Luster Law, aggravated robbery without any criminal history can get you a sentence in Texas ranging from a minimum, minimum of five years to 99 years are life in prison. Think about that. William and Rochelle took a penitentiary chance of epic proportions for some potato chips, a portable fan, and some mayonnaise. We don't even know what kind of mayonnaise. Was it Hellman's? Duke's? Heinz? I mean, it's not like knowing what kind of mayonnaise justifies anything they did, but if they went to jail for some store brand mayonnaise, ugh, it just makes this hee-haw hit harder. Now look, I scribe to not judge people for what they do when they are in survival mode, but can you imagine getting five years in prison, possibly 99 years in prison, because you stole potato chips? mayonnaise and a portable fan from a woman in a wheelchair what kind of potato chips were they kettle sea salt and vinegar miss vicky sea salt and vinegar cool ranch doritos chili cheese frito chili cheese fritos i mean those are my favorite chips not that it matters it justifies what they did based on the brand of potato chips inquiring minds like myself would just like to know because i'm always intrigued by how the human brain works and what moves people to make these kind of choices now the portable fan is self-explanatory. I was looking at the temperature this week in Wichita Falls. They got highs of 103 with over 80% humidity. Totally understand why you would take the portable fan. No need to explain that one. But I do want to know, when people do things like this, are they aware of the consequences of their actions? Because if you have to rob someone for a portable fan, some potato chips, and some mayonnaise, then you don't have money for a paid attorney. You just don't. They're going to give you a public defender, and the public defender is going to do their job, and they probably going to do a good job, but you're still going to prison. And I'm telling you right now, last thing you want to hear when you're in a prison shower is I bet you can't eat just one. Okay, a bunch of people in prison trying to get you to reenact the Doritos finger-licking commercial. Ain't nobody got time for all that. The moral of the story is don't make a permanent decision based on temporary emotions, okay? That woman y'all pepper sprayed, that woman in that wheelchair y'all pepper sprayed and robbed is traumatized. She's going to have to do a lot of work to move that trauma through her body. And William and Rochelle, y'all going to prison. I don't care if it's the minimum of five years or the maximum of 99 years or somewhere in between. You're going to prison for a permanent period of time based off temporary feelings and circumstances. Now, I don't have anything much to say here, except now it's time to play a game of guess what race it is! All right. Wichita Falls, Texas. William is 20. Rochelle is 34. They pepper sprayed a woman in a wheelchair and robbed her for potato chips, a portable fan, and mayonnaise. Angela Yee, guess what race it is! Let's start with William, because it is two people. Caucasian. You think they both Caucasian? Yes. You say that with a sh without a shadow of a doubt. No doubt. Why? Just from the whole description and are there a lot of black people in Wichita? Mm hmm. I don't know. I'm mm -hmm. not sure about that, but okay, okay. And the uh, mayonnaise. 
All right. The mayonnaise is really a, it's really a dead giveaway. Uh, DJ Envy. White. Which... <laughs> you take both of them, William and Rochelle. Yes. What gave it away? Mayonnaise. 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 <laughs> Too much goddamn mayonnaise. <laughs> well... I would have to say that y'all are 50% correct with this one. It's a trick question. <sighs> Rochelle is absolutely Caucasian. Okay. Okay. William is Indian. Don't you even think about it, Red. I don't know. Don't you yeah. even. Don't you. Don't you even think about it. Okay. But, but, but William is Indian. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Huh. So please give uh, William. What's his name? Please give William Henderson and Rochelle Conbury the biggest hee-haw. That play every genre of music, but... See, I, I, didn't, don't we, no we, music? We, I don't think we've ever had a, a Indian and guess what race it is. And mm. I don't even want Red to even assume. Okay, I got you. Okay? That is smart, smart. Don't smart even choice. assume. Smart choice. All right? All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, now, indeed. When we come back earlier, we were talking about the baby in the rumors. Uh, can we play what he said while he was performing that rollout? You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the uh. Lady, if your smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking in the parking lot, put your cell phone like Let's be real about these Yeah, keep it real. Some of y'all suspect as a mom let's be real all right what are your thoughts let's just open up the phone lines have a conversation 800-585-1051 what are your thoughts call us up now it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club it's topic time call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the breakfast club talk about it Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about the baby. He was performing at Rolling Loud. This is what he said on stage. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the uh. Lady, if your smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking in the parking lot, put your cell phone like the Let's be uh. real about this Yeah, keep it Real. Some of y'all suspect as a mom. Let's be real. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? All right. I mean, of course, I thought it was problematic. And you know, we do so much work with um, HIV testing, and we do these this testing twice a year at the Juice Bar, and have had conversations. I've been on panels with people who are living very thriving out here who are HIV positive. It's not something that you could die, that you're necessarily going to die from in two or three weeks. We need to erase that stigma of that's what happens if you're diagnosed with HIV, it's already hard enough. And then of course the whole thing about if you're a guy who was doing whatever in the parking lot, like those people buy your music too, right? So who cares what anybody's doing? That doesn't make sense to me. And I don't understand, even with T.I., the comparison to Little Nas X and Little Nas X celebrating who he is as a person without putting anybody down. Yeah, my thoughts are the same, you know, that I had earlier. Leave people alone. Folks not bothering you, so why are you bothering them? Like, I'm all about protecting my peace. And one of the best ways to not disturb your peace is to not disturb someone else's, okay? Leave people alone. My other thought is everything the baby said, I've heard a DJ or party host say before. Like, if the poom poom clean, let me hear you scream. Yep. You know, if you don't have, you know, such and such disease, make some noise. Okay. 
I never heard the giving the fellatio in the parking lot one. That was new. You also haven't <laughs> been to the club in a while. I have been to the club, in the club all the time. Say, do people say that still? Which one? Any of those things. Like clearly, yeah, the baby they just said it. They say if you don't have a, a STD, make some noise. They say that all the time. The baby just said it clearly, they so yes. Say, they always say, women, if your vagina is uh, clean, let me clean hear you scream. Or, or I hear that all the time. Make some noise. But I, I ain't never heard nah, never the heard fellatio one. in the parking lot one. one. Now, y'all y'all still be in the club. Y'all hear that? I never heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that was the new one. The baby and his crew see something on the way walking in or something? Like, know. what the hell? I never heard that one. But let's go to the phone line. What's your thoughts? Leave people alone. Especially you, because you was that dude in the parking lot. <laughs> Wasn't you, Amy? <laughs> I didn't attend over that We didn't hear you scream. <laughs> leave people alone, sir. For real, though, leave people alone. Now, leave people alone. And, and I do understand that we live in an era where, you know, social media encourages you to volunteer your opinion about issues that don't concern you. But God damn, man, do you have do you, people have to have an opinion about everything? Yes. And I do want to say for T.I., you live in Atlanta. You don't want your kids to see certain things. You are in the What you trying to say about Atlanta? Now people going to be mad at you about Atlanta. You I mean, it is what it is. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Misha, a.k.a. in my own lane driving fast. What's up, y'all? In your own lane driving fast. Good morning, my Slow down, Nitra. Now, what, okay. are you, what are your thoughts on what baby said, the baby said? I think he was in, absolutely incorrect and out of line. Like, what does sexual orientation have to do with anything being at a, at a festival? Yeah. No, it doesn't. I agree with you. Like, I, yeah. It's rolling loud. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Roya from Brooklyn. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What did you think about what the baby said? Well, he said it was a little crazy, but I don't think he was in Texas trying to disrespect anyone in any kind of way. I think that was his way of, like, trying to hype up the crowd. Call to action. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a call to action. I don't think it was intentional either, but it's just one of those things like when you on stage and you don't have anything else to say, so you just start saying anything. <laughs> that's what yeah, it came. That's, that's what it was. It was like, and you know the mentality that you have sometimes, it might not be the best, but he was just saying anything that came to his head. And even as you should know, you're a DJ. I know you say certain things to the crowd just to hype them up in that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what it's <laughs> Now, now I'm not, not going to lie. Back in the day, we used to, the DJ used to do the HIV one. If you don't have HIV, make some noise. Make some they noise. I definitely heard that before. That. Um, not not justifying exactly. it, saying it's right, because you, should, right, you shouldn't shame yeah, people. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I don't I don't think he was right either, but I don't think his intent was to harm or hurt anyone. That's the only thing. So that's my view on that. And it's all about perspective, right? Because when you say, if you're, if you're poom poom clean, let me hear you scream. What about women who boom boom ain't clean? Well, and then you know you shaming them. And then rolling loud, they told me it was very stinky out there. Rolling right. loud, they said it was because people were out there all day long. So they was like the smell was. So ain't nobody clean. Nobody boom right. boom clean and nobody ass clean. They all smell. Okay. Hey man. Well, Listen, I I used to get that offended. Shouldn't smell though, like you just because it's sweaty. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a vagina. You tell us. Well, that's arguable. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you smell or I have a vagina? That you don't have one. <laughs> Shut up. 800-585-1051. We're talking about the baby. What are your thoughts? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, I'm Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about the baby. He was performing at Rolling Loud 
Uh, my son was actually there. He said he killed it. So we're asking. He said this during Rolling Loud, and we want to know your thoughts. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks. Put a cell phone like the Lady, if you smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas. Lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking in the parking lot, put your cell phone like Let's be up. real about this. Yeah, keep it real. Some of y'all suspect as a mother. Let's be real. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Chris from Jersey. Chris, good morning. What do you think about what the uh the baby said? Yeah, I mean he was wrong for what he said, but at the same time, like we can't this PC culture is a little bit out of control. We can't shame that man into thinking like, you know, we do or forcing him to say things that, you know, we may feel that it's appropriate or apologizing. It like he has the right to he has the right to say whatever you want to say, as long as he's not affecting anybody's life or livelihood. But you, but you are affecting somebody's life, though, because you know he. You're right. You know we shouldn't shame him, but he shouldn't shame other people. That's why I say everybody should just mind their business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Leave I people agree. alone. I agree with that, but right. to the point where we got to indict him for his words to say, "Hey, no, you're wrong, and you have to apologize." I mean, nobody's telling him what you have to nah, do. Absolutely. What would be the right thing to do and what would be beneficial in a situation like this? You know, this could be a, a learning, teachable moment for a lot of people, including himself. It's okay to say something and be wrong. Hello, who's this? How we doing? It's Tay. All right, man. What's your, what's your thoughts on the baby, bro? Man, I feel like I, feel like I don't know, man. I, I, I kind of feel the same way baby do as far as, you know, what he said was for his people at the show, but... The baby got to know what kind of platform he on, too. So if he say one thing, he can take it in three different ways from a whole different group of people that he ain't even talking about. But people got to stop giving their feelings about everything that gets said and well, it's it's impossible because we live in an era that encourages everybody to volunteer their opinion because of social media. Like, like we li we literally live in an era that encourages people to volunteer their opinion about issues that don't concern them or have nothing to do with them. Right, you are one hundred percent correct. And does that or does not fall that not fall in the line of people minding their business? Mind your business, man. That that right there is the moral of the story. Leave people alone. Folks not bothering you, so why are you bothering them? Mind your business. Absolutely. You wouldn't have to explain anything or anyone to anybody if you just minded your business. And we need better calls to action. Okay. Grab your penis if you love hip hop. If you poom poom clean, let me hear you scream. Can't do that one. If I don't you, think you should grab your. I don't penis. think you grab your penis. Yeah. That was Biggie. So that my point exactly. You said a different call to action. Yeah, I don't know. If you I said we need better calls to action. Oh, okay. Yes. So let's let's come up with some. better Grab call your penis action. if you love hip hop. If you poom poom clean, let me hear you scream. If you gave some fellatio in the parking lot, make some noise. If you don't have HIV, make some noise. Get rid of all that. We need okay. better calls to action. How about the? If you got a fifty dollar bill, put your hands up. I like that. But that's broke shame. Yeah, but it was, yeah, but, but if I ain't got $50? What if I ain't got $50? If you love yourself, put your hands up. If you love yourself, put, put your, your hands, hands in the air. If you have Apple Pay. Now, huh? some people ain't got Apple Pay. <laughs> <laughs> some people ain't got Apple Pay. But no, if you've invested in cryptocurrency, By let me way, hear you make some noise. Nope, what, <laughs> what, what we're saying right here is important because we need calls to action that literally include everybody. And you can have those. If you're here with your best friend, make some Envy noise. does that. Envy does that. I, I do that. That's why Swag Surf is so dope. Yep. Because you're, here you're with like, your best you're here friend. with your best friend. You got That's your right. best friend on your left. You got your best friend on the right. Put your hands way. on them. It don't matter your financial status. Don't matter your race. Don't matter, you know, anything. Your sexuality, when Swag Surf come on. You right. just with your best friend, you showing Correct. love. That's what we need. Better calls to actions. Envy, that was a good one. If you love yourself, make some noise. Right. If you go to bed at 9 o'clock, let me hear you scream. That's right, baby! <laughs> Why is your old ass in here then? Okay? We ain't doing no old cassette this night, tonight. All right.
Okay. Well, we, well, we got rumors. Be in the on club the way. waiting for BBD poison to drop. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I hear BBD poison, I'm out. We got rumors on the way. All right. Well, let's not mind our business in the rumor report. We'll talk about the Hornets, PJ Washington, and Instagram model Brittany Renner. You know, they had a baby together, and now it looks like they're having some problems in paradise publicly on social media. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. What's wrong with you? Morning, hey. everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne <laughs> the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Hey, good morning. What's happening? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Cardi B. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Cardi B and Normani, their song Wild Side, which, by the way, I love. Y'all like that song? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it sounded like. That's when they put out the video for her. Last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, I, I got to listen again. All right. So, uh, Normani had tweeted out, who y'all hear on the remix? And then one person said, this might be a hot take, but honestly, Cardi should have been the remix. I don't know why y'all didn't release this song as your solo single. I get why she's on it, but should have been the remix in my humble opinion. Now, Cardi B responded, same people that says this ish is the same people that didn't buy ish. Don't request on radio, not streaming, not adding no value or numbers to the song, but opinions on Twitter for a hit tweet because hating, but keeping up with Cardi, it's what's in. From this day forward, I won't promote or talk about the song and tell Normani's team to release a version without my vocal. Yay, now you wish... your wish and desires came true. Make sure you stream it, though. Don't have me making calls for no reason. I'm not trolling. I've been getting disrespected up and down and ignoring because I love the song and the person. But me and my fans not finna be getting disrespected. Salute, so, salute the body, but that's one person's yeah, opinion. what Normani do? Now, Norm, yeah, she says she does love the song and the person, Normani. Now, Normani posted... Uh, tweeted out can't imagine this record without you that's the tweet I don't think you guys understand how hard this woman has gone for me you have been a champion for me throughout this whole process even when I was freaking out the night before releasing God don't play when it comes to his we good sis oh so that's Nomani's record yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was Cardi's record. No, Normani's. Now, but, Normani also opened up about her mom's breast cancer battle and how Wild Side helped get them through the darkest time. This past year, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. So mm. for me, this work that I was able to put out into the world, like, this really saved me, to wow. be completely honest. And, like, even just being on FaceTime with her as she's going through her, her chemo and her radiation and just... Mm wanted me to update her on how this video is going and how the music is coming like it really got her through that and it got my family through the darkest time of our life I like that she's leaning into the love that's what I would tell everybody even Mm -hmm. with the Cardi situation if you got a hundred people telling you how much they love the record and the record's doing numbers getting spins lean into the love man we gotta start leaning into love more and shout out to Brianna who did that interview as well all right, now let's talk about Hornets PJ Washington and Brittany Renner. The two of them have a child together, and I follow her, so I've been seeing it looks like, you know, they've been in love in this relationship together. That's always confusing because uh, I guess the two of them broke up. They scrubbed each other off their social media accounts. They've been taking some shots at each other, some subs on their IG stories. She posted, sometimes when something doesn't work out as you want it, there's something better coming your way. Although it's difficult to believe in something better from where you stand, sometimes redirection is a helpful intervention, leading you away from problems you could not predict. He posted, you can never build a kingdom with someone who still craves attention from the village. And then he said, you was faking it all along. And so now NBA fans are offering their condolences toward P.J. Washington now that he's going to likely be forced to pay child support payments. And they're bringing up some of the things that Brittany Renner has said in the past 
Um, if you guys recall, she's the one who... I was going to ask, who's Brittany Renner? She's the one, she does a lot of working out. Like, she always posts, she's kind of a <laughs> fitness model. Okay. All no, right. but she works out for real. Like, she does these really difficult work, working out regimens. But she also had a book out. And she was the one that talked about Colin Kaepernick making her uh, make fly herself out to see him and things like that. And she did a book about people that she's been with in the industry. And so now people are bringing up this old uh, this old mm. audio. First people to deal with are the athletes. None of them use condoms, really. So if y'all really want to try to come up off a check off a man, I mean, you could just f*** an athlete. They're really dumb. Sheesh. So they're saying that she got him. So. Mm. I have yeah. no idea what I'm listening to, but I'm sending everybody healing energy. <laughs> that's all you got? I don't. That's all you got? You didn't hear all, what she said? I'm sending all parties involved healing energy. I don't know what was happening. Just now. All right. Now, Britney Spears has filed a petition to get a replacement for her father in this conservatorship. Her attorney, Matthew Rosengard, has filed that petition requesting that Jason Rubin replace her father as conservator. They're also seeking to grant Rubin with powers of attorney over her career and health care decisions. He is described as a, a certified public accountant, and he's also practicing a forensic accountant since 1993. He specializes in things like bankruptcy and restructuring, as well as fiduciary and trust litigation and so what they're saying is her father's been really making a lot of money off of her he makes sixteen thousand dollars a month just for uh being the conservator of her estate and her assets are listed at over 2.7 million dollars with about 56.3 million tied up in investment accounts in real estate so she's trying to get her everything back and she deserves it as we can see a lot of people have now been speaking up now her mother is staying kind of tight-lipped about things tmz did approach her at the airport and she didn't say much about it but she does want to keep her thoughts to herself right now but her mom has already said that uh, in, in these legal documents that she does want to remove Britney's dad from her conservatorship as well so she's not saying anything about it right now publicly but that is what she wants to do as well alright and a live action Pokemon series is in development at Netflix are you guys interested in that it's in the er really early stages so uh, nah I'm sure my kids are though <laughs> nope. You didn't used to play Pokemon at all? No. No, and I, I thought it was very weird and everybody was looking through their phones looking for Pokemon. I enjoyed it. That's when I knew it's life really had jumped fun. the shark. <laughs> you remember Kinda that? Kind of went away. A couple I, years ago. I was doing was... it. And it was really funny when the Pokemon, like the characters would be on people. Oh my God, no. People used to be pointing their phones. You'd be like, hey, you got a Pokemon on your head. You better get away from me. <laughs> okay. yeah, I thought it was too, but I never played that either. All right, now everybody hates Chris. The animated reboot is in the works at CBS Studios and it will be executive produced and written by Sanjay Shah, who also did Central Park. Mm -hmm. And so it is based on, obviously, Chris Rock's family sitcom that's autobiographical Everybody Hates Chris now and I'm here Chris for Rock that Chris is going to return as a narrator mm -hmm. and executive producer as well I'm all in for that mm -hmm. Everybody Hates Chris is hilarious alright well that is your rumor report alright thank you Miss Yee now up next we got the People's Choice Mix get your request in revolt we'll see you guys tomorrow and it's the Breakfast Club good morning the Breakfast Club your mornings will never be the same our audible pick of the day is the decision by my partner, Kevin Hart, where he breaks down his tools for success to help inspire and transform your life. And he'll make you laugh while he does it. Your first 30 days of audible are free when you sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Adam for joining us this morning from the head of Instagram. Envy can't pronounce his last name. That's why he said uh, oh, just Sarah. Adam. 
Adam Mosseri. Yeah, Adam Mosseri. You can follow yeah. him on at Instagram Mosseri. Uh, he came through and discussed a lot of different things about Correct. Instagram. You know, we just try to make Instagram a more mentally healthy place. Personally, I think we're going to have to pull a plug on all this social media because it's having too many um, too many impacts on uh, actual human behavior. But right. we, we, we shall see. And listen, I want to salute the homie Anita Kopax, man. We are a week away from the release of her her debut book, uh, Shallow Waters. Shallow mm-hmm. Waters is the story of Yimmy Ya, you know, from from the from the continent of Africa to the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a story about owning your own power, realizing who you truly are, and I really cannot wait to see what that book does to the ecosystem. It's a young adult fiction book. Okay. You know, it's the first fiction book off of my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing. Second release from Black Privilege Publishing. It'll be out next Tuesday, August the 3rd, so you can pre-order now. But, you know, thank you to everybody from Harper's Bazaar to Publishers Weekly, you know, to, to, to Essence, everybody who's reviewed the book. It's getting such great reviews, and, you know, just thank you. But next Tuesday, August 3rd, Shallow Waters will be out. Anita Kopak. So you can pre-order now or just buy it everywhere you buy books next week. All right, all right. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're less than three weeks away from our, our car show, uh, Atlanta, uh, Atlantic City, I should say, Carcella, Atlantic City, August 14th. If you haven't got your tickets, get them. Your favorite celebrity cars will be there from Little Uzi Vert to Fabulous to French Montana 50, uh, Currency, Little Kim. It's going to be a lot of fun. So many different vendors, uh, so many rides for the kids. I got monster trucks. It's going to be a big family fun day. So, Get your tickets ASAP. All right. And I also want to shout out to Glamour Magazine. I'm actually in there because I did uh, one of my recipes. I bet y'all don't know I'll be cooking a little bit. So I did this oven roasted veggie wrap. It's very spicy. And so uh, make sure you guys check that out. If there's anybody out there that is trying to be a vegetarian, you won't even miss any type of chicken or meat when you make something like this. All right. Well, you got a positive note, Charlamagne? I do, man. And it comes from, you know, what I was talking about what we were talking about earlier when we was talking about, you know, everything that was going on yesterday on social media. I know it's hard, man, but, you know, uh, Epitachus, I think I'm pronouncing Epitachus right. Epitachus once said, keep your attention focused entirely on what is truly your own concern and be clear that what belongs to others is their business and none of yours. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?